Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We want to finish off the classic series. So if you would, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 6. I have never ministered about this story. title of today's message under the classic series is The Prophets, the River, and the Acts. It's pretty self-explanatory, but there are all kinds of good stuff in here that I, I really hadn't noticed before, and I believe God's speaking to me, and I believe he's going to speak to you about it. So let's get into it. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. Would you put that in New Living Translation for me? If you don't mind, that's a great translation. Let's do 2 Kings 6, 1 through 7 in New Living, because that's what I'll be reading out of. And I just want everybody on the same page. So 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. One day the group of prophets came to Elisha. Someone say Elisha. Remember, Elijah had mentored him. Remember that. Elijah was the first great prophet that came, and Elisha came afterward. And, man, he was with him all the way to the moment that Elijah was taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire. So someone say Elisha. So the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, looks like these are prophets that he'd been training. Said, and they said, as you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Keep that in mind, ladies, for flourish. Keep that in mind. We believe this will be the last year for the main flourish event. Right in here. It's going to be too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River. Look at their plan. Well, there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right. He told them, go ahead. He gave their blessing. They came to their mentor. He said, go ahead. This is another key. They said, please come with us, someone suggested, which is going to turn out that was a brilliant idea. I will, he said. So he went with them. The prophet went with the men. And they're cutting down trees down by the River Jordan. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began to cut trees, right? But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. You ever used an axe? Man, that would be frustrating. Got more work to do, and there's another factor here. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. That's not mine. Oh, man, I borrowed my neighbor's. He, he didn't want to lend it to me. I talked him into it. I paid a rental fee and I lost it now. That It was not mine. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. A unique question. When he showed him the place in the river, right, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. God told him to do that. You remember Jesus, he, he put spit in someone's eyes for the saliva for them to be healed. Sometimes God works in ways that we don't understand. Okay? He, he cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe what? The axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said, and the man reached out and grabbed it. Let's pray over that briefly, if you would. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this word. Thank you that you're here with us to teach us by your anointing, by your presence. Lord, flow through me today and speak to people. We thank you for your word. Let it fall on good ground in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back to that first verse, if you would group of prophets that came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Number one today, number one, you need to plan for growth. 
plan for growth. That comes easier to some of you than it does for others. I feel like my wife is, is just a, a great visionary about, well, let's expand here. What can we do to make this better? What can we do? And now we're preparing this meeting for Flourish. The ladies are showing up, and the men and the youth are going to help. And they're showing up Tuesday night, and it's going to be a citywide and a regionwide event. And we're already planning for growth. We're going to have extra chairs set up in here because last year we were scrambling to get enough chairs in this house. We've got to plan for growth the next stage. How many of you know it would be abnormal if the baby didn't grow? Right? And I'm not making fun of folks that don't grow. There, there's, there's been reality shows about it. They say, man, they're, they're midgets. And there's, there was a story of a family I noticed. And, and the whole family's midgets. But then one son is six foot two. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I read a news article about it several weeks ago. And people go, that's not your family. He goes, no, it is. There was room for him to grow genetically. For some reason, it didn't catch the rest of the family. You've always got to plan for growth. Make room for more. God wants to bless you. We, we bought our first home together in 2011. We moved in August 19th of 2011. We gave away furniture. We didn't even move, move many things in there. We said we're going to start over. We're moving out of apartments. And I remember a year later, almost exactly a year later, and this wasn't like me. I'm going to just tell you right now. God began to lay it on my heart. I'd walk the neighborhoods beginning a year later, and God said, go ahead and pray for your next house. I'm going to give you an upgrade. You know, when God begins to speak to you, it was on a Saturday. I was preparing for a message on Sunday. I'll never forget that. I went for a walk in 2012, a year later, and I told Jen about it, and she said, really? Okay. And we just, we left it alone. We prayed, and we began to talk about it over the years, on and off. But God began to speak to my heart to plan for growth. You say, well, you, you guys don't have any kids. Why would you need a bigger home? We love hosting. We love having guests. We love blessing people. We love having some room. How many of you know, even if it's just you, and at the time it was me and Jen and two dogs, a house starts to shrink. There were two golden retrievers running around that house, and it, I mean, you couldn't hide from each other. You couldn't hide from each other in that house. It was, it was, we outgrew it. You must start to plan for growth. What area right now is God speaking to you, even through the sound of my voice? He says, dear brother, dear sister, dear child, God says, you need to plan for growth. What's next? Some of you say, man, we are so cramped. There's seven of us living in this two-bedroom apartment. It's time to plan for growth. God wants to give you a home. You say, man, our family's outgrown our car. We're in a little, they don't make them anymore, do they? You remember the Toyota Tercel? A little bitty Toyota? Say, man, there's six of us and we're cramming in there. Well, that's good. That's, that's, that's one of the world records. That's good. Have you, seen a bunch of, have you ever seen a bunch of people climbing into a car? Remember those, those back in the day that clowns would get in a car, like 50 of them? I don't know how they do that. It's time to plan for growth and go for the next thing. You need a bigger truck. I love my truck, and at the time, my wife had to help me with vision. In 2018, we got my truck. She said, you need a truck? I said, I know. I was looking at a little one. She said, come on, baby. Don't settle. Let's go. What do you want? I said, I want a Toyota Tundra. She said, God's going to give it to us. Man, we found it the next day. It was amazing. I, I'm so grateful. I packed stuff in the back in that truck bed. I take stuff to the dump. I always feel so relieved because we planned for growth. You need to have room to, to get move stuff out of the way and grow and go on to the next stage. Plan for the next stage of your life. Look around again and say growth.
Look around. My brother told me the other day, he said his six-year-old boy said, we're growing. That touched my heart. We were texting. He said, Dad, we're growing. And I said, he's right. We are. Let's plan for the next stage. We're already in talks. When this place is too small for this service and the Spanish service, we'll, we'll see what God does. God willing, man, we'll start building something right there in that parking lot. We need to. We'll park cars all around the block. We'll park them at La Tienda. We'll buy up stuff. We'll do what we got to do because God is a provider. We're going to give out the word of life here, and we will plan for growth and expansion. Flourish is already planning for it. We're going to have a big night Tuesday, and we're going to start talking about, we're already talking about Tidings Auditorium for next year or whenever that is. Let's believe. Let's plan for growth. I love that. Point two. Point two, stay close to your mentor. If you notice in the story, Elisha said, yeah, go ahead. Y'all go ahead. Let's build the next place because this place is too small for us to meet. You guys brought it up. Let's go do it. I love how they said, would you come with us? Turned out in the story, that was a good idea, right? The man of God was with him. The guy with the miracles. Stay close to your mentor. Man, we do our best to remember to do this, and I believe we've done it over and over and over again now for years. But before I get up here and preach, I'm not too big for my britches. I, my, that sounds like one of my grandma Treadwell saying. Don't get too big for your britches, right? I talked to dad and I said, dad, would you pray with me? I got to get out there and minister the word. Would you pray? In simple prayer and faith, we agree. Man, stay close to your mentor. Why? Did you know there's protection staying close to your mentor? There's safety. There's accountability. There's wisdom. You can continue to prepare for more growth when you stay close to your mentor. Don't think you can do it on your own. Some folks say, yeah, I have a mentor. No, you have a mentor when they agree with you. Listen to me on the live stream. I don't know who this is for today. I say, I have a mentor. I remember back in the day, people call, I, had, I had folks in my Bible study years ago, young men going, man, you're my mentor. I'm, I'm like, I told a few of them over the years, I'm like, really, I love you, and I'm praying for you, and we meet and stuff, but you don't do anything I say. How am I your mentor? I'm not trying to control your life, but you ask me advice, and I pour into your life, and I, I take the time. And, and one man of God years ago said, when, you know what? If you're going to stop listening, I'm going to stop talking. That's enough, right? Stay close to your mentor, your teacher. I'm reminded of the movie, you guys remember The Kingdom of Heaven? Some loved it, some hated it. It wasn't what I expected. It kind of grew on me. Orlando Bloom is in it. But there's some Muslim characters in the movie, Salahuddin, and one of his generals. And I remember that at some point, Orlando Bloom, I don't even remember what, what his name was. Does anybody remember what character he played? Well, he got into a hand-to-hand -hand combat with somebody. And later on, the Muslim mentor, Salahuddin, was talking to a student and said, why didn't you kill him? And the guy looked at his mentor and goes, maybe I needed a different teacher. Meaning you didn't teach me to do that way, do it that way. It was a combat, and it was honor, and we didn't kill each other, whatever. You've got to learn from your mentor. You need to stick close to them. Stick close to somebody who you can learn from in the faith. Are you listening to me? Folks say, you know what? It's crazy. Folks say, well, I can't learn. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean you need to have a mentor of the opposite sex. It doesn't mean that. I'm not saying that. But folks have said over the years, well, I don't know that I, I've heard folks say this, and I've seen them live it out in their attitude and say, I can't learn from a woman. Really, didn't you have a mom? 
What about all your lady teachers? So you heard Pastor Jen. She's a spiritual mother of this ministry. My mom's in heaven. Pastor Jen has taken, taken that role. And Pastor Jen was always right on my mom's hip. There were times I had to say, baby, um, don't we need to do this? She goes, I'm, I'm going to go help mom with something. I'm going to help mom. She stuck with her until her mantle and her spirit came upon her. And now we are standing on the shoulders of my parents as we move on to the next level. You stand on the shoulders of the ones you learn from. Many of you will stand on our shoulders someday. You say, man, I'm moving out in ministry. I'm doing the next thing. Stay close to your teacher. Somebody say amen. You've got to learn from somebody. Stay close to them if they're godly, right? Stay close to them. Powerful. They said, you come with us. You come with us. Well, as the story progresses, we notice that the guy lost his axe head in the river. Does anyone remember that? And he looks at his master. He looks at, at the prophet and goes, it was borrowed. Point three today. Care about your work, please. Care about your assignment. I've had people over the years, they get assigned something, and they wa- it's like they want more. I was dealing with someone years ago here. They wanted more, they wanted more, but everything you, they wanted to do more, they wanted to do this. I'm not going to get into all the details, but the more you gave them, the less they did. Strange. After a while, you, you want to go like the guy who said, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know what you want here. Isn't this what you want, to move on, to be promoted? To move? And he said, no, I just want to do some great thing. One guy years ago, he told dad, poor soul. He told dad, he said, he said pastor, my dad pastored in Morozzo. He said, I don't want to preach the word until I preach to thousands. Well, I'm going to just be real with you right now. If you don't care about your work right now and you're not faithful in the little, that never comes. It never does. Man, on Wednesday nights, we are excited on a Wednesday night to have 30. And there's room for expansion and growth in this room. But I tell you what, I preach and teach the word on Wednesday nights like there were 300. Say, well, I'm just not going to bring the word. Let's just hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Let's just, you know, let's do something else. No, I want to be faithful with what God has given me. I'm going to do my best, man, to honor and love you and serve you as God brings more people, more of your family, more of the impossibles, and we're going to care about our work and our assignment. I love it that this guy was, he was working, so he cared about it. He must have been working hard because the axe head fell off. He was swinging that thing. Sounds dangerous. He took ownership and initiative. So care about your work and your assignment. God has assigned it to you. Some people say, you know what? And I've said this over the years. They say, this isn't my, this isn't my calling. Yeah, but this is the road for you to fulfill your calling. I still pick up trash outside. This is not a multi-million person ministry. I know that. But I remember years ago, I heard a man of God saying, man, you know what? He told somebody near me, and I overheard him. He said, I love it that I'm a pastor now. I don't have to get my hands dirty anymore. I don't have to. He said some things like, I don't have to do any work. And I remember thinking, oh, I wish you'd say that in front of my dad. (laughs) It was years ago. He's one of the associates under my dad before I was a pastor. And I remember thinking, that is an odd thing to say. He, he doesn't have to. Man, I've stuck my hand in toilets and all kinds of stuff. 
There's things you got to do. Throw out trash. We're going to be serving men and youth. We're going to be serving today at our Flourish team meeting, but also Tuesday night during the women's event. Why? Because it's an event for everybody, and it's something that we've been building on for years as a ministry. Flourish started with 30 about 10 years ago, and man, that was great. That was great. Jen and I were talking about this. That was great. 30, and then it's 40, and 50, and then 80, and then 100. Man, I remember there was 100 in here, and I said, Jen, I said, man, that's like a good Sunday morning. Remember that, baby? About five, six years ago. I said, man, 100 what? And how many did you have? 120, I think. She had 115, 120 in here. And I told her, that's like a Sunday morning service. That is crazy. And then last year, we've been caring about our work and our assignment. And people showed up. And they ate. And they kept coming. And they kept coming. And the ladies brought their friends. And they brought their neighbors. And they drove big vehicles and packed them out. And people kept showing up. And I kept seeing people that I recognized from the community. And folks that I didn't even know knew about this ministry, and they were showing up because we have cared about what God has assigned us. This has been given to us, and we're going to care about it. We're going to do our best and take initiative with what God has given us. We're going to take ownership. Someone say, take ownership. I love that about our worship team. They have taken ownership. I love that about our ushers. They've taken ownership. I love that about you. You've taken ownership. This is your church. You're here to help. I love that about Wednesday nights, the ones that join us on Wednesday nights. They've taken ownership and initiative, said, I'm here. I care about what God's doing. I care about my work. I care about my assignment. I want you to really get that in your spirit today. Care about it. I don't just accidentally stumble up here and go, man, I... I hope I can come up with some points real quick, man. Woo, it's time to preach. Years ago, a man of God said, you better not. I heard him talking to a group of men. He said, you better not wing it. He said, don't wing it. Guys showing up, let's just worship God. I don't really have something. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. No, that would be terrible. I want you to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to honor God and honor you and your time and God's time and my time. And I want to see what's next, right? We're preparing to expand. So care about your assignment and your work. Are you with me? And in doing all that, we're planning for growth and expansion. You're staying close to your mentor. You're learning. You're accountable. You're getting polished. It's uncomfortable sometimes. You're caring about your assignment and your work. You're serving. And then number four today, expect miracles. I believe in doing these steps, you can begin to expect miracles. I expect a miracle Tuesday night. I don't know what's going to happen exactly. It's up to God. We're going we're to make preparation to welcome the Holy Spirit and to welcome people. And they show up. It's between them and God. We're praying over it. We're fasting over it. We're thinking about it. We're planning. We're doing all these things, and we're going to expect miracles. How many of you have already seen things happening this year in your lives? Go ahead and raise your hand. We have. There's been some crazy stuff that's happened already. Money miracles, different things, different folks, connections. I see people coming back to church in both ministries. I see things happening. You can see it, you can feel it, and you know it. Expect miracles. Did you know when you expect miracles, you're making room for God to do something? 
You know why there were so many miracles at Jesus? Uh, I was going to say his tent revivals. That he didn't have a big tent, but at Jesus' get-togethers? You say, well, people went to go eat. Some of them did. But many of them, I'm sure thousands, went expecting and believing for a miracle. They said, this guy's healed the sick. He's going to heal me. Go expecting. Ladies, show up Tuesday night expecting. Those of you showing up to the meeting today, show up expecting. Already prepare the atmosphere. Prepare your heart. Show up expecting God to do something. I believe even in the planning meeting, God is going to speak to us, just like he's speaking to us right now. I believe when you go home, he's going to speak to you. Tuesday, man, between now and Tuesday, ladies, God is going to speak to you. He's going to remind you to invite someone. Say, oh, yeah, you know what? I need to invite, you know, Chavela. That's, that's a good name. Right? Alfred. No, not Alfred. He can't come to the women's event. He can come help me. Alfred can come help me at the women's event, but he can't come into the service and hang out. Begin to expect miracles. It prepares the atmosphere for great things. When you say, you know what? God has done it before, and he can do it again. He will, and it's, it's happening now. I believe it. Some of you have waited. Let me, let me just mess with you for a minute. Some of you have waited so long for a miracle in some areas. Don't forget all the other areas that God has done miracles in. It's leading up to your next miracle. You're preparing the atmosphere for the next miracle, the next big thing. You say, what is a miracle, Pastor Matt? We've talked about this. Check this out. A miracle is something that only God can do. You say, but that person did it. Yeah, but God worked through them. You couldn't do it on your own. You couldn't get it done on your own. That is a miracle from God. And I'm telling you right now, miracles are on the way. Prepare your hearts. I am expecting this place to explode in all kinds of ways. We're going to keep growing. Scripture says we're going to expand our stakes. That's, that's a tent term. You, you, you expand the stakes so you can put a bigger tent over the top of it. Man, you start to widen your spots, widen your vision. Say, you know what? God is going to do something. This is a real modern saying, in this space, right? But let's make space and room for God to move. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. This is your year for something great. Let me, let me pan across this crowd. This is your year. Yes, I'm talking to you by the Spirit of God. This is your year for something great. I think God just texted you from heaven. He's like, this is your year for something great. This is your year for something great. This is your time. You say, man, I've had a lot. I feel like I've, I, I don't know. I feel like I've missed my time. No, no, no. This is your time and your moment. It's now. You've prepared for this. Some folks say, man, I've only been serving God three months. I've only been serving God three years. I've only been serving God three weeks. Well, are you in it? Are you, you going to stay and serve God? Then get ready for a miracle. You're not messing with God. You need him more than ever. This is the time to believe him for the next great thing in your life. It's now time. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Why not? We're talking him up. I can't give you a miracle. You can't give yourself a miracle. God gives the miracles. A floating axe head? What an obscure and strange story. But I do know this. Elisha did whatever God told him to do. Cut a piece of wood and threw it in. Where He said, man, does wood make metal float? Never. Not like that. Not like that. 
Expect miracles. This is your time. This is your moment. This is your season. This is your day and week and month. And this is your year. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe it. You encourage yourself in the Lord today. Don't look back and go, you know what? But, you know, but no, no more. No more. It's time to step forward and keep moving. Let me read through my points again. Plan for growth and expansion. Someone say plan. Uh Uh-huh. It's time to grow. It's time to grow. Right now, see, y'all don't know about this. I'm trying to put on a little weight. I'm planning for some growth and some expansion right in here. It sounds weird, but it's true. You're not going to forget it now. Right in here. Plan for growth. Number two, and I'm planning for growth in this room, flourishes. We're planning for Wednesday night growth and, and and Flourish Growth in general, and 512 Growth, and King's Kids, and our connect groups, our teams, we're planning for growth. And as we do that, we're staying close to our mentor, someone who can challenge us, someone who teaches us, someone who says, you know what? I think what you're doing is crazy. Don't do that. Number three, as we go, we care about our work. We take ownership. Care about your work, what you're serving. If you volunteered to serve, then care about it. You've been asked to serve and you said yes, then care about your work, your area, whatever your area is, your assignment, your spot, your space. Care about it. God blesses that and honors it. Take ownership and initiative. And number four, expect miracles. I want you to smile if you can. Can you do that? For some of you, smiling takes faith. I know. I know. You don't feel it. I don't always feel like smiling. Smile because miracles are on the way. They're here. You are the greatest miracle right now. You're saved. Some of you said, man, you didn't know me back in the day, Pastor. Excuse my language. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I was a hell raiser. Well, here you are. Here you are raising heaven. I don't know what the opposite of that is. <laughs> Does that sound spiritual enough? Raising kids and heaven and serving God and raising the level of maturity and the word in your life. What are you doing now for God? You know what? That's your area. Expect miracles. I want someone to say this with me before we bow our heads and pray today. I want you to raise your hand, everybody in the house, and say, I believe this is a year for growth, continued work, and great miracles. God is with me. God is for me. And if God is for me, Who can be against me? He lives inside of me, and he's manifesting his plan, his presence in my life. Without him, I'm not good enough. But because of him, I'm worthy by the blood. This is my year. I expect miracles. I will not be condemned. I'm forgiven. I'm whole. I'm healed, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm joyful, and this is my time. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I believe it. I'm not just saying it. It's your time. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. Go ahead and bow those heads and close those eyes, if you would, for me, please. Is there anyone in the house at the sound of my voice today who says, Pastor Matt, I... I've never accepted Jesus. I've never made him my Lord. If that is you, please raise a hand. Raise your hand, and I'm going to pray with you. Don't worry. We're all going to pray together. But if that's you, 
Raise a hand today. You say, man, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord. If that's you, raise a hand. For those of you on the live stream, if that's you, we're going to pray together. Let's do it now. Let's believe. Let's pray this prayer together in faith. You say, man, we do it all the time. We're making sure folks are right with God that they've accepted Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word, and I cannot save myself. Cleanse me. Forgive me. I'm a sinner without you. I want to be right with you. Cleanse me, Lord. Come into my life. Come to live in my heart. And say this. Say, I believe and I confess that Jesus is my Lord and he died and rose again for me. Thank you, Lord. I believe. Save me from hell and from my sin. In Jesus' name. That same spirit of reverence, that same attitude of reverence. If God spoke to you somehow today, I want you to raise that hand right where, right where you are. If God's speaking to you about something today, I'm going to pray that that word germinate in you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, the blood of Jesus over everyone in this house. And those who raise their hands, Lord, you're speaking, you're working, and you're doing great things in their lives. Let the next thing be greater than the the last thing. Not that we're dissatisfied. Well, we're satisfied in you, Lord, but we're providing room to expand as we stick close to each other and serve you. We're going to expect miracles. And I thank you, Father, that your word has fallen on good ground today and you're speaking to your people. You've spoken to your people and you'll continue to speak to us. We trust you. We thank you. And we believe. Thank you, Lord, once again. In Jesus' name. Amen.